Hello, dollies. It's your girl, Adina, with the Liberated Pussy Podcast. I'm back. <laughs> and we have a very special show today. This is season two. We're going to have, of course, Monique Ruffin and also the lovely Gabrielle Zelina will be joining us today. So, oh, why, why is it grayed out? I'm trying to invite you guys. Oh, I see it. There's Mo. All right. Talk about sisterhood. Y'all send me some energy so we can get everybody into this live. Come on. You know how we do abracadabra, abracadabra, abracadabra. Happy love day to those who do that. It's love day every day for me, but I'm, I'm in the flow of what's up. Okay. So I see your request, Mo. I said yes. Gabby, where you at? I see you. Okay. Invite it. Okay. Accept. Come on now. Come on, IG. Abracadabra. <laughs> Abracadabra. Let them in. Let them in. Let them in. Let me view how we do. Okay. 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 All righty. Still trying to get the ladies into the room. Send me some love, y'all. Send me some. Oh, there she is. We got one. We got one. Now let's get Gabby in here. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? Oh, it's Okay. I can hear you perfectly. I have a new mic. I'm going to take it off because perhaps it's not working. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Okay, now I can hear you. Great. Trying to up this technology. All right, now let's get Gabby in here. Hey, Gabby. Hey, Gabs. Okay, there she is. Yes. Happy Love Day, Moo Mama. Happy Love Day, Adina. I love you, darling. I love you. Oh, there's some kids. Hi, yes. Gabrielle. I can see everybody. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Hello, darling, darling, darling. It's so good to have you here with us. I want to do something cute. It's, yes. It's love, it's love Day, right? It's Love Day. Now, you know it's Love Day every day, but for the rest of the world, you know what I mean? Right. They doing Love Day. Oh, lots yes. of those sisters who are giving us love here on the, the podcast. I see some hearts coming up. Thank you for that. We have, of course, the, the Moo Mama, and we have the amazing Gabrielle Zelina here with us as well. So let me just remind y'all who I am. I am Adina, Adina Gittin Smith, the goddess of magical movement. We've been doing this podcast for about six or seven months now so we're doing a thing it is coming together happy love day to you richard rich is putting some hearts up hey Lori, happy love day to you as well let's just go around the horn everyone introduce themselves we have an amazing conversation today about sisterhood y'all what is it all about can we do it do we have what it takes and i'm gonna give you the spoiler alert we do we do <laughs> but there's some stuff we gotta do to get yep. there there's some stuff we got to do to get there. I see Moon Mama getting her stuff together oh, over there. She's like, listen, <laughs> there's some stuff we got to do to get there. 
on red and shit. And, and I'm over here. Let me get get some some love flowing on me. Get it right, mama. Get it right. I didn't know. I didn't know that I could do this. Right? You can do it. You are magical. You can do whatever you want. Come on, Moo Mama. Introduce yourself. Okay. While you flicking Karen, through. You oh, can introduce yourself. That mama, no? but that's too much. Don't do that one. <laughs> All right. I'm playing with the thing. Okay. Let me stop. Let me stop. Okay. Let me see. If I okay 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 so hello everybody hi everyone i am Mo the moon mama also monique i am um the co-founder over at follow the sun my devotion is assisting women and waking up to their magic that is what i believe in yes. i don't think that there's anything more valuable on the planet than helping women wake up to their magic because that will change their lives and the lives of everyone that they are connected to. You can find me at healwiththemoonmama.com and um, and that's who I am. Yes, 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 yes. All right, we have the lovely Gabrielle Zelina here with us today. We'll let her introduce herself and then we'll the whole conversation will come together. And of course, we'll tell you about an amazing offering we have going to Bali. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but we invite everyone to that. Gabby, tell the people who you are. Yes, yes, yes. I am Gabrielle Zelina, also known as Pachamama. I am one half of Noble Paradigm. I'm also one half or some part of uh, Follow the Sun. And I'm a spiritual conditioning coach. So what I do is help people uh, with spiritual conditioning. Like you go to the gym, you work your body out. I'm the one you come to when you want to work your spirit out, okay? Mm -hmm. And my main modality is in hypnotherapy and lacing. Um, and so that's what we do. We help people with uh, their relationship with themselves because that's the foundational relationship that affects every relationship in your life. So that is who I am. That's what I do. You can find us at nobleparadigm.com. We are uh, launching our app soon. You can also find me at Follow the Sun in our 13 Moons monthly uh, manifestation course. It is very beautiful and powerful. And that's where I really do a lot of my work at. Yeah. Hey, well, welcome, my sister. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so happy to have you here with us. And we have actually been talking about having you here with us for a while. So this is a wonderful manifestation for the three of us to be sitting here together right now. And I say thank you. I'm grateful that you're here today. So Moo Mama normally starts with a... Um, gives us a little update on what the sun is doing and the moon is doing what the universe is doing so would you like to do that now moon mama before yes, we start i would i would so we are in some of the most intense astrology ever we have pluto recently moved into cap um, to aquarius it's still at the zero degree of aquarius and mercury mars and venus are all um conjuncting Pluto in the last couple of weeks and in this next week coming up. And really what that is, it's, it's really a death to our old selves. It's a death to the part of you that has been playing small, that has been masked, that has been in doubt, or, you know, the, the parts of us that would have us um, forego our true nature for another perspective. Like, the parts of us that would have us abandon ourselves for belonging, for um, connection that gives us the idea that we're not alone, but we're not really fulfilled in that connection. We're just 
going through the motions, right? So this astrology is once in a lifetime astrology. We have never experienced this before. We've never experienced these aspects in Aquarius. And so what's happening is we're being given the energy to really dislodge from old patterns and ways of being. And if you think about your life, what in your life is telling you ain't no more over here? What is saying we done with that? Like if you th look at your life, is it relationships? Is it, you know, is it your work? Are you, are you being forced out of old health practices? Like where are you being kicked out of an old comfort zone that you knew was coming to it, gonna expire at some point anyway, but now it's happening and it's time for you to make a change. And so that's really the energy we're in. We're gonna have a full moon in Virgo um, in about a week and a half. And so this is an integrating period where, because no, Virgo is the harvest. So the things that you have been putting your energy and attention in for the last six months, the harvest is on its way. All right. Yes. All right. So that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I'm here for the harvest. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And let me say to those who are watching us and who may not know, the three of us work at Follow the Sun mm -hmm. to, together, separately and together. Mm -hmm. So just know that we, we are. And so we're coming together to talk about sisterhood, mm -hmm. sisterhood. We want to talk about um, mirroring and venting and then the treasure that comes out of triggers. Mm -hmm. Does anyone want to open the conversation as we start or do you want me to just kind of jump in? No, right let, now? let Gabrielle go. I feel like I want okay. to pick on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I know. Well, you know. She loves that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's interesting is the three of us actually initiated in Blue Butterfly Sanctuary. And so we have been doing the work to continue sisterhood. That's where I became sisters with these women. And I mean, that initiation led by my sister goddess Bay is what I'm gonna call her today, Kenya K. Stevens. She really taught us so many things about real sisterhood and tools that help you have it because i'm not gonna lie i am uh one of the oldest i'm my mother's firstborn but i'm one of the oldest in my blended family mm -hmm. and i tell you the relationships were tumultuous we could not stay together we could not do the work you know it was just it was just i didn't have tools until i met kenya and she really held an environment that changed my life and so we at Father the Sun are really continuing that work. Um, Blue Butterfly Sanctuary doesn't exist the way it used to. That initiation doesn't exist in that way anymore. But we have set out in the world to continue this sisterhood work and really, you know, grow ourselves as women, be the examples in, in women communities. And I'm grateful because I'm not going to lie. It's not easy for me all the time. If I did not have tools, I would not be able to bounce back because I'm just healing from a big community just issue in my own life. You know what I mean? And only because of this spiritual conditioning work have I been able to say, you know what? I love my sisterhood. I love knowing that challenges are going to come and they're here to grow me. Mm -hmm. I love knowing that I do have what it takes to have the type of connections and sisterhood I want because so many women out here are lost. They want the love and connection, but they're so burned or or just um, scraped from relationships that they just don't think it's a safe place anymore. 
Yeah. Okay. How, how many so, times have you heard women say, I, I, can't, I don't get along with women? You know, like I only get it. I only, you hear women say that all the time. Like I can't no, do I women. Okay. Said it. I okay. was saying it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because that was my experience. I did not mm -hmm. have the tools or feminine vulnerability to hold sisterhood together. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a big conversation piece that to this day, women don't know how to do it. They yeah. want it underneath all the, the vents and the triggers and the I can't stand that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, oh my God, I really wish I had sisterhood. I really wish I had women, a circle of women I can lean into and count on to really grow with in life. Women women are looking for a romantic partner or a husband, but they are equally looking for their comrades in the feminine realm. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for that, Gabby. Yeah. Mo, what do you say to that? It's it's interesting for me because women have always saved my life. I have mm -hmm. I I couldn't I wouldn't be anything without women. First my grandmother came to rescue me and then you know I've always been a woman who had a lot of girlfriends. It's just mm -hmm. been my natural way. Um and in that there has always been messiness, <laughs> you know, we where um, like one of the things that I've really discovered is that women don't understand our our power and how it works. So when we start seething and getting venty about one another, if we don't have a tool or several tools to be able to translate those internal feelings, we just project all over one another. Mm -hmm. And throw up, throw up, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so. It has been a gift when we were at PLA to really come together in community with women. And I have to say, like, I didn't feel like, like, the tools helped us navigate the relationships, but that didn't make us be friends. No. No. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, you so, could assume you were friends with someone, but it didn't necessarily mean you it were. It did not make us. And what I'm interested in is intimate relationships with women that mm -hmm. are friendly, right? Not romantic relationships with women because I'm not, I'm a straight woman, but, and, and, and so it's like how to create the tools can help us really build in these friendships that are indestructible is what I believe. Okay. And, um, and my friendship, with women are everything to me. I value them almost above all of my other because if I didn't like my girlfriends just fucking do it. Like I don't even know what else to say. Like I mean, Adina and Gabrielle, you both know how close I am to you all, and it's like the level of community and devotion and sharing and and self is just priceless. Mm -hmm. And I've always had that in my life with girlfriends. And I I don't know if it'll ever be any different. So, I, I, so anyway, that's all I have to say okay. about it. Okay. Well, I'll say this, coming from growing up in dance, I didn't, and, and being a dancer that didn't have the particular body that they wanted dancers to have, 
I always felt like an outsider in a group of dancers. Like I was a size four and everybody was a size zero. So I was a cow. You know what I mean? Like I had dance teachers call me a cow. Right. So I had like, I was like off with that. But I'm, I'm bringing that example up to say that I, I was in situations where there could have been sisterhood, but it wasn't. It was very, even though we were in a dance company together, it was very catty. It was very competition oriented and it was very mean girl, you know, that didn't really resonate with my spirit. But I wanted to dance, so I subject. I stayed. I stayed in that situation because I wanted to dance. But I was clear that those, excuse me, y'all, those bitches weren't my friends. <laughs> I was clear. We just danced together. I was clear. And so now, fast forward, I've had the opportunity to build a dance community. And those things that I didn't like about what was happening there outside of the artistry, I have really work to create an environment where everybody's welcome all bodies are welcome and there is love like there is genuine love when you come through our door it's like you are supposed to be here i want women to feel that because i understand how important true sisterhood really is now mm -hmm. little adina haven't felt hurt or having felt left out i recognize that little adina still needs some healing and might still need a hug and still need some some love <laughs> But um, I know why I create systems and environments where women can really be loved and held and do the healing that we do together, like Monique is talking about. So, I, you know, I'm glad we're having this conversation. And if I can share a little bit, Gabby, is it okay if I share a little bit about what happened with us this week or last week? An aspect of it. Are you okay with that? Uh, my phone rang. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it jumped out. Can you say that again? Okay. I was just asking if I, I wanted to share a little bit about our process as we're talking because someone asked a question how do we do that how do we do that because it doesn't mean that things don't come up it doesn't mean that everything's perfect like we're not sitting here saying hey we figured out sisterhood and you guys don't know how to do it and that's not what we're saying at all we're saying it's clunky we're saying it's messy sometimes but what helps us is having systems to come back to and really owning our own feelings yeah okay sure so Gabby vented to me last week and it did it and I was excited about the vent because I knew that we both had a process for how to get through mm -hmm. it. So yeah. that part was exciting to me to say, okay, this is somebody I can vent with and I'm not teaching them the process as they're venting. I don't have to I don't have to be unconsciously saying they don't know they're venting. It's like, no, she knows the process, I know the process. Let's see where we go. Yeah. What was very interesting for me is after you shared your vent when you ask for empathy, I, I it really, and then I, but I was in my feeling, I had to really put my feeling aside and just be empathetic to what you were sharing. I'm like, wow, that's really hard to do when I'm teaching other people how to, and I'm telling them, these are the things you have, you know, you have repeat back, you have empathy, you have simulation, you have touch, you have open-ended question. But when you're in your feeling and somebody asks for empathy, they're asking you to feel their feeling. I was like, wow. Okay. And so I had to put little Adina to the side and ask higher self Adina to just feel what Gabby's saying right now. Mm -hmm. Just feel and have you felt that before? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was able to access my feeling, what you had expressed to me. But it, but I had to say it was, it was. Uh, I had to work with myself mm -hmm. to do that because it's not about being in your response. I'm gonna say this back, or when I get my chance to vent, I'm gonna say that. It's like, no, 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 no. Just be right here in this moment right now. Yes. Just be right here in this moment. And so that part was, um, 
was a gift to me mm -hmm. to really understand when I'm venting with someone else and I'm asking them for empathy, they might not know how to do that. Mm -hmm. They might not know how to access that. It's hard for them. And I can have even more compassion for someone trying to go through a process with me. Yeah. And I'm asking for empathy. So for that, I'm grateful. Now, you know, we, we moved all through it and that kind of thing. But what came up for me, the treasure for me out of our event was I got to see little Adina again and little Adina thinking that, oh, I, you know, I thought we were, I thought we were friends. That was a piece that was, that was hurtful to me. You know, that little Adina was heard about us like, oh, okay. But, but then big Adina is always like, we're going to be authentically wherever we are. Big Adina is not about faking it or trying to do any of that. And, you know, and I share that with you, it's about, Let's look at where we actually are so we can grow from there. But mm -hmm. little Adina was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you know, and so, but that was, that was for me to, you know, hug my little girl, love my little girl and make sure she knows that she's cool because I have created a community of women with belly dancers of color, my hair clients, and just my, my friends. I got women like Monique who hold me down. I don't necessarily need more women friends. I'm not out there looking for that, but if they come and it's authentic, I'm open to that. I'm not pushing folks away, but I'm not searching for that either because I know I'm deeply held and I'm deeply mm -hmm. loved. So I thank you for having, you know, to, for walking through that process with me. And I, I, I'm in gratitude because I was able to give additional care to my little yeah. girl. To little yeah. So that's what I have to say. Yeah. Yay, little yeah. Dina. <laughs> yes. She's healing. She's always healing. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. And sisterhood, I love how you identified that your inner child. Because mm -hmm. most of the time a woman is venting, she's venting from her own inner mm -hmm. child too. So mm -hmm. that was the opportunity for my inner child to dance with your inner child because mm -hmm. that to me is what sisterhood really is. And that's really mm -hmm. what I was saying is, Adina, you and I have not been here. We don't, you know, we've, we've done stuff like, oh, let's go travel, let's go do this. But for me, I'm such an intimate woman. I'm intimate with women. I'm intimate with men. And what counts to me as something thorough and and real is that deep intimacy. Mm -hmm. So that was a great opening for us to start to really dance and know each other and get and, and get bonded together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that has been a paramount aspect. Can you turn your phone? Can you can you make it so nobody can tell? There we you? go. Can y'all hear me? <laughs> true bonding and true connection. And that is the area of 
sisterhood that means so much to me because I mean, growing up with a mother who really was on her warrior mission for our family, there were no space for real bonding and feelings. It mm -hmm. was survival of the fittest every day. You know what I mean? So when it comes to real connection and, you know, the things that um, I built with Monique over the years and any woman that I built sisterhood with, it's like, we have to have these tools. And I'm glad I was able to say, hey, Adina, like, my version of sisterhood may not be your version of sisterhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I am a very intimate woman. I want it this way. And I'm like, we're going to build that, you know, because the truth is I do want it. I want that. Yeah. And so if I want it, I'm going to be willing to do the work and be authentic. And that's a big piece for me, y'all. I am like really coming back into this space of like, Gabrielle, it's very safe to be vulnerable and I know you're super sensitive and I know that you want things to be a particular way, but it's safe to be that vulnerable. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I'm just, I'm grateful that I have the sisterhood to do that and that I'm willing to build further into what I want. Thank Ashe. you for that. Ashe, you referenced Kenya's book and I wanted to just show it. We all talked about Kenya K. Stevens and how we came together in the Blue Butterflies. But this is the book, and up-level communication is what we're talking about as the method to really work through your issues and then own what your shit is in that, you know, not make it be about the other person and really let it be an opportunity for personal growth. So this is available where books are sold. You can get it on Amazon and blah, blah, blah. She does coaching. She has, you know, trained a, a legion of coaches. Monique, myself, and Gabby are all coaches in various aspects of the technology that came out of our time in PLA. So we just wanted to give a plug to Kenya, and I'll put comments in below in terms of the info on that book. But we want you to get that. So, Gabby, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Monique, what do you have to say? It's so you just watching us. You just watching I, us. I really <laughs> opportunity to recognize how we are creating our reality mm -hmm. and that's the that has been the greatest gift for me to un, to see the mechanics of creating my reality to understand this is an energy-based system that looks like it's about the material world the material world is the least of this motherfucker mm -hmm. literally we are working with energies and so one of the things that I so appreciated about the experience where we all had the event the other day and because Gabrielle and I had a event also was me really recognizing that Gabrielle was expressing an aspect of myself because the major law here is oneness. Nothing can exist in my reality that isn't connected to me somehow. It's not out of the blue. It's not random. <laughs> It is a mirrored expression of me. So, uh, you know, however, but the story I'm telling about it is my, is, is how, where I own it. And so I just love understanding that everyone is here and we're all in service to one another at the energetic level. We're all reflecting one another at the energetic level. There's only oneness going on. So I can never be like, that don't have nothing to do with me. 
Because it does. It has everything to do with me. Now, one of the things that you guys know about me is that I have, I'm in this place recently where like, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> and it's an interesting place to be. Yeah. Because I'm just following it. I'm like, oh, I actually can't feel that I care about this. But I do love, like, I, I don't care, but I love, right? So so I'm in this place of like, oh, well, what's the difference? What is the difference? Because love is a very different thing. Love is, a, um, love is eternal and it's enduring. But caring vacillates to me, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I actually don't need to care, but I do need to love because that's an expression of who I am. And so when Gabrielle and I had a conversation, I was like, you know, I actually really don't care about this. And it just sort of lightened it up a bit. You know what I mean? Like, it just sort of was like, oh, okay. But, but I actually care. I, I don't care about this experience, but I care about you. So I'm going to be with this experience, even though it doesn't have the same value in my reality that, but because I love you, I'm going to be with it. And, and that is something, you know, I feel like that's kind of a, I feel like that's the age thing possibly, you know what I mean? Like I just, I've spent so much time in my life listening to girls, listening to being the girl, listen to, I've done that for so many years. So did you feel like that? Listening to both of us? No, no, no. I didn't feel like that. Okay, good. I don't care anymore. Okay. <laughs> I don't. But I used to, and mm -hmm. it used to work me up. Okay. It used to frustrate me. It used to deplete me. But now I'm like, oh, this is what women do. Like women and girls, we have a lot of narration about ourselves and about other people that really ultimately doesn't mean anything about anyone but this one that's narrating. But that's what people don't do is come back to themselves. That This is grown woman yeah. shit. You know, if you make it just about the other person and you never look yeah. in the mirror, then you miss the treasure. Right. And what we did is we heard the da 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 We were in our ego, but we looked back and we took what was ours. That's why right. we can sit here today right. and be yes. like, okay, all right, let's talk. Right. What's up? I love you. I still love you. I love you. The love never went nowhere. The love <laughs> never went anywhere. And so, but I'm just in this interesting experience of all the times in my life where in years where I cared about what other people thought about mm -hmm. and and it just it just drained me yeah. <laughs> it just depleted me and now I'm giving myself permission to let that go but to be in the truth which is I love I don't care but I do mm -hmm. love and they mm -hmm. are different in my system yeah. and it's just interesting. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. I'm going to be with this. And I didn't, and I could say it to both of you. Like, I didn't have to be ashamed about it. I didn't have to think you guys were going to think I was being a bitch. Or that. I just, and, and both of you laughed. Both of you were like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, and so I just really appreciate being able to let that go. Let go of the need to be, oh, well, what are they going to think? And how come this? I don't have any of that anymore. That's gone away from me. And it feels so good to be gone away. So that's what I have to add.
Okay. Well, Gabby mentioned mother stuff. And so I wanted to talk about the mother wound. Another thing I want to put on the table, just because we're all here, like the whole colorism, the light skin girl shit, you know, like the whole, you know, arrogance and that whole piece. Like, let's talk about all of that shit while we're here talking and really do some healing and, and let some women see how we move through stuff. So the mother stuff, we all have mothers and, you know, mom, I love you. I know you watch our podcast. So love you. <laughs> Whatever we say ain't about you per se. But it's my perception of what I'm dealing with on the other side. You got that little note to my mama. Disclaimer. She'll send me a text later. You know, she won't say nothing on here, but she'll send me a text. Don't text me. Go ahead and put it in on the podcast, okay? <laughs> so let's talk about how our relationships with our mothers are reflected in our relationships with our girlfriends. Can you see that? Can you see underneath that? And maybe not just girlfriends, but women, how you address the feminine, okay? And then the whole colorism thing, the light skin, dark skin, because I know that's been a piece that I've moved through. You know, I've moved through in my... I don't know what your, because Gab, you and I have never talked about this before. I don't know what your experience is, you know, as a quote, and I don't even know if you identify yourself as a quote unquote light skinned girl. You know what I'm saying? Cute I'm girls a got a bone, thing. Baby. Right, right, right. Everybody got a thing. I'm a brown, I'm a black bone, you a red bone, whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't care. I don't even care. <laughs> You know, it's an interesting thing. I want to start with the colorism piece because most of my best friends over my entire life have been very chocolate women. Okay. And I have always held space mm -hmm. because I I know it's a thing for the colorism. Oh, you was in the you was in the fields and I was in the house, baby. We were still being done wrong. So don't even give me that slavery thing going on right there. You know, I don't even do that. But one thing that I do know is that darker skinned women have always had challenges because of the mass narrative of the light skin versus dark skin thing so i've always just held space because to me baby y'all chocolate women for one y'all skin on tight okay i mean it's just, it's just a different kind of glow and a different kind of beauty that i really adore and admire personally you don't age as fast as my little lessened melanin self like you have strengths as a darker skinned woman so i just i personally have never had anything going on with dark skinned women most of my best friends have been dark skinned but i know that there's always a thing like the the masses have told you that you're less than me mm -hmm. why that's the case i have no idea i i am more light-skinned because of my father so my mother is browner so i actually had black inferiority problems i had the opposite of what you have and i remember sharing that with monique like eight years ago where i didn't feel beautiful because i was not darker so i'm on the other side of that journey and i love sharing that because you don't know what people are carrying you don't yes. know the insecurities people are carrying mm -hmm. You know, darker skin women, well, I'm not pretty because I'm not light. I'm like, my mother's a black woman. I'm not pretty because I'm not as dark as her are the mm -hmm. things I had to move through. And I went to schools with dark, beautiful women. Most of my mentors, like Kenya K. Stevens and Anita uh, Asigwe Spencer, are darker skinned women. So mm -hmm. I've had to work through embracing this lightness and mm -hmm. being multiple, you know, races. Mm -hmm. I'm sure down in my lineage, there's some uh, Anglo-Saxons, which I have had troubles with <laughs> being a melanated woman mm -hmm. on this planet. So I have really had to do self-acceptance mm -hmm. in a real way because I actually mm -hmm. ostracized the lighter aspects of me and did not identify with it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm one of the rare light-skinned women that like have that kind of story. When I first told Monique, she was like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you 
you know, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was something she had not heard before, but that was my authenticity is, you know, it's, it's black supremacy, baby. I'm like, that's what I've seen all my life. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the Supreme. So I read this book know. back in the day called the color complex. Mm -hmm. And what it really helped me understand is that people at the end of the spectrum, like you and me, Gabby, are the ones who caught hell. So the darker ones caught hell for being dark. The lighter ones caught hell from the, the blacks and the whites for being lighter. And then the ones in the middle, like Monique, they were like, what are y'all talking about? Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't, they don't necessarily understand the, the challenges at the, at the ends of the spectrum. Yeah. But what we do know is that at least on the lighter end of the spectrum, there was an appreciation or a, you know, like folks were trying to be light. You know, so even though it was coming out of some kind of psychosis, there was still a desire to not be on the darker end of the spectrum. So those are kinds of things that we're healing through, you know, and I've said on other podcasts, I've always been told that I was beautiful, you know, as a black child, my father's African. So like you got a father who got a like I got a I got the, you know, from the motherland father. So um, I had an appreciation for black and, and those kinds of things. But when I come outside of my house and see beauty reflected in a very different way, even for black women, I still didn't see me for a long time. Now, now I see me, you know, I see the, the brown skinned woman, the dark skinned woman uh, reflected. But it's just really interesting. And what's funny with you, Gabby? I have a lot of friends who are lighter skin, which is interesting. And I didn't seek them out, but that's just how it worked out. Like a lot of my friends are of lighter hue. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is real interesting. Like, it's just funny. Like, so maybe the opposite, we're giving each other yeah. the light and yeah, the, to, to balance it out per mm -hmm. se. So shout, yep. shout out to my light skin hey. friends. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? That's interesting because my mother was a light skinned woman and she very much valued having light skin. Mm. Um, and so I was raised by a woman. Well, I was I actually wasn't raised by my mother. I was raised by my grandmother, but my mother had colorism because my grandmother was half white. The thing that was a trip to me about it though, was my grandmother was half white because her mother was raped by a white man. And we held it up as a, like, oh, she's half white. Oh my God. And she was treated really special and all of that. And so a lot of colorism came down through my family. And for many years, I really identified as dark. And it just only in the last several years have I gotten like, oh, I'm brown. <laughs> like, oh, I'm actually. Right. And so it's, um, so it's an interesting thing and when I was younger my mother would comment on little girls who were light-skinned with long hair because that's what she looked like and and so I made a I based it my own I based my own value on not looking the way that my mother thought was pretty so that was an interesting thing inside of me and I did choose girlfriends who were light-skinned because I thought they were pretty because my mother thought they were pretty mm. you know um and um, and so what? How that shift? How what that did inside of me was it was like okay, I'm not pretty, but I'm smart. And I did a thing inside of my consciousness around I am not going to base my value on how I look because I watched my mother base her value on how she looked. I watched my mother determine her sense of beauty based upon people. And, and that was the thing that I wasn't going to do. And 
it, it, it really raged a war inside of me. And so because I am a beautiful woman and I am a sensual woman and I'm sexual and I like men and all that sort of stuff, but it was taught to me in this very convoluted way. Like my grandfather taught his daughters to, to like, he taught his daughters, you're beautiful and you're sexy and men will give you whatever you want if you know how to use that. Like mm -hmm. he almost taught them how to be prostitutes basically oh wow but but i mean that's basically what it was he taught them that they're but that's that's that old school stuff like women are possessions women are sexual creatures and he was a man who valued women and their sexuality so he taught his daughters to be that you know and so i just was like i'm better than that like i'm not so so how did that set up with the colorism and then using it kind of as a social capital within mm -hmm. the family. And yeah. then, you know, so you decided that you were going to value yourself outside of looks, but think of those. So this is part of the problem with sisters. If we're not feeling like we're part of the beauty equation, mm -hmm. then there's jealousies and, you know, arrogances and, you know, those kinds of things that we don't necessarily speak of. It's an air that one may come in like, you know, like, like I'm like, I'm just better because yeah. I'm this or I'm that or the, the, the body, the biological spacesuit that I'm in works with the narrative, the common narrative that's happening now. Yours doesn't necessarily work with that. These are some of the things that we are hitting up against when we are hitting, you know, working and being in a relationship with our mm -hmm. sisters. We don't necessarily say it, but you're just hit in the face with whatever it is that they're presenting and how they feel about it, how they feel about themselves yeah. in their body. You can feel it. Yes. You can feel it. You can yes. feel when they're uncomfortable. You can feel when they're put off by your comfortability in your own body. Mm -hmm. Like, how could you be comfortable with all that black? How could you be comfortable when you're so mm -hmm. light? How could you be comfortable? You know, all of that. I mean, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. And I, I think that it's just about us taking responsibility for ourselves. Yeah. You know, I, like when I was younger, I will say, I can look back now. This is the first time I've ever said this out loud, but I can look back now and see that I made intelligence the value system. And so I, I really, looked down on women who who made their social um power the way they looked like mm -hmm. i just i just thought like oh that's so beneath me <laughs> like that's so like what are you gonna and here's what i used to think what are you gonna do when you get 40 and that starts going away that's what i would think what are you gonna rest on when those looks begin to diminish then what it what Where's your brain? <laughs> that's how I really, mm -hmm. and, and that's because my mother and her sisters, their, their value was how they looked. And that's what, what they were taught. You said granddaddy was set it up that that's way. Right. That's so right. And we are devaluing women, no matter how they value themselves, it's right. still part and parcel of the issue, part and parcel of the problem, yes. you know? Yes. And so, um, so I just, I feel like, but that was my ego that needed to find some leverage because I was, mm -hmm. I was, I didn't, the thing that was valued in the family, I didn't have. Yeah. So I created my own value. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. smart as fuck. Yes, yes I, I get that. I can think y'all, I can out talk y'all. I can. Everybody like, needs some leverage. <laughs> right. You know? Get and your so, gifts. 
so that was how I did it. But, I, but now as an adult, like as a person who's done a lot of work to heal, I see where all of that stuff is born out of white supremacy. Yeah. Those are the, those are the um, systems that were put in place to keep us divided from ourselves, to keep mm -hmm. us divided from one another, to keep us at war with one another, to keep us at war with ourselves. And so that has been the work. And that's why I love the work that we do in our community and in the, the community that we, in, that we can, in, in our families, where we really truly are doing the work to take responsibility for our wounds, the karma that we have experienced from our families, and 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 understanding that we're here in service to one another we're here and we're here to be gods yes. and so if you're if you're at odds with any part of yourself and not understanding that everything serves to further then you're missing your own divinity mm -hmm. wow yeah that's so that takes us right back to the treasure and the trigger yeah. You know, whatever your sister reflects back to you, if you get curious about it and start to heal it within yourself, then you can just love your sister. Doesn't matter how she presents, what she does, understanding yeah. that she comes to help grow you. Go ahead, Gabs. Yeah, I just think that, you know, as um as you were speaking, Monique, about the insecurity piece, mm -hmm. that is where up level is so powerful because you get to share your insecurity and own that it's yours. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Where it's like, oh, well, you know, I've used this all my life to get a around in the world. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, thank you for sharing that. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> how would you like to be supported? You know, mm -hmm. we're not necessarily taking on the, 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 the baggage of others. Now, we will hold it with you and walk with you as you own it and unpack, and mm -hmm. we can help you unpack. But there's so much beauty in that. And that's, I think that was really what I needed in sisterhood to actually have it is to know that there's a room for my insecurities. There's a room for my curiosity, my questions, my doubts, mm -hmm. you know, there's room. Yes. And I can explore them. Cause if I can't explore the unknown of life and the unknown of me mm -hmm. with you, what do we have? Right. What do we have? There's nothing. nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. We don't have that. We're faking right. it. Exactly. Who wants that? Mm -hmm. And so that's really like what when I ventured to Adina last week, it's like, hey, this is a part of me that I'm learning about me and I'm willing to share it with you. Mm -hmm. Now this is a bridge for us to actually have mm. connection. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because that was one of the things I love how Monique said she was smart. Now in my family. My sisters, because I am the only one mixed with Latina, they have had challenges around their beauty. And I really, it, I think that's another reason where I'm like always holding space because they were, they had the same father who's this chocolate man. So they look alike. Mm -hmm. I felt like an outcast. Mm -hmm. I did not feel pretty because the standard was actually y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, oh, where was I going to get to? Um, the, the insecurity and doubt piece is like, I have these feelings. How can I even be my true self if you don't know that about me? Or mm -hmm. don't know that I'm carrying that. Mm -hmm. And so it just has really been a powerful thing for me to bring this type of technology to my own home, my own sisters, because back in the day, if you if I didn't have these tools, we would just be eating at each other. Yes. Trying to over ego each other. Mm -hmm. My ego is bigger than yours. Ego wrestling. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. Just egos wrestling with each other <laughs> instead of like, wow my heart has 
compassion for you because you've been carrying these thoughts and feelings about yourself mm -hmm. for 20 plus 30 plus mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so that's where i really appreciate being able to share with you last week adina you know like hey mm -hmm. this is where i'm at mm -hmm. you know and that was really based mm -hmm. off my standard of sisterhood which is you know i i'm like kenya i want a sorority i want mm -hmm. us to be close and connected mm -hmm. and have threads that hold us together i want that closeness and um i'm not always sure that i can have it definitely because y'all this lifetime i really incarnated to do a lot of lineal healing mm -hmm. matrilineal healing i am the one carrying the yes. mm -hmm. for everyone behind me for every yes. me. i am doing all the work my mother birthed her medicine through me <laughs> yes. Yes. And so mm -hmm. it just is a lot of doubts I've had around femininity, uh, feminine connection. Cause me, I, I, I wasn't able to trust my mom for a long time. Mm -hmm. We didn't mm -hmm. have the systems in place to know that we are one and the same Yeah, mm -hmm. to know that, um, you know, our, our insecurities and doubts with each other's actually have a safe space and we get to negotiate the kind of relationship we have. Yes. I can Come on, I can negotiate now. my relationship with Adina. I get to negotiate yes. my relationship mm -hmm. with Monique. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? And yes. it was so long. I had that challenge with men too. Like, oh, I see this daddy. I want, oh, hold on. I want that. But I didn't even know how to negotiate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sisterhood, I'm like, oh, I see you. You're a beautiful goddess. Like, I want to be close to you. I want this. I want you to be my big sister. I don't have any mm -hmm. sisters. Like, I could not ask for that mm -hmm. without the type of initiation we had in blue butterfly initiation mm -hmm. so it's been powerful it's been powerful and to speak to move into the mother piece mother piece if that's okay um you know for sure i did not trust my mom so it's hard mm -hmm. to trust women mm -hmm. so if i don't trust women the only way to trust them is to un unleash all my insecurities with you yeah that's the only way i got I gotta unfold. Mm -hmm. I gotta like peel back every layer to have that deep connection to actually establish trust. I know trust is an inner thing, but you know, some things are only learned through the patterns we get to witness. Mm -hmm. You know, and through the experience of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so, that's beautiful. So that mother relationship is definitely gonna show up in every feminine relationship you have. Mm -hmm. And that's Beautiful. to reparent ourselves and remother ourselves you know i yes. i put a post on my page the other day like my inner mother oh she's so sweet she just she just knows me so well mm -hmm. she knows what's gonna soothe me what's gonna make me feel like i'm the top daughter to her in the world i've really had to create an inner mother and with creating that inner mother oddly enough my mom has started to actually kind of show up in that way Nice. I'm emitting this vibration. This is the way I want to be loved and treated. That's right. To the ma magic. You know I mean? To the magic. Yeah. Yes. It, mm -hmm. It's the most powerful of this work that we do is is becoming mechanics in our own lives mm -hmm. as the creators, and that has the that is the thing that changes everything. To recognize. That whatever I see, if I spot it out there, it's because it's happening inside of me. If it's triggering me, it's because it's in me somehow. It's nothing is separate. This is an energetic based system and we look separate. We appear to be separate because we have these physical bodies, but we are not separate. We are all functioning off the energy and 
when you can, like you said, create an inner mother and then your external mother begins to respond. Mm -hmm. That's so power. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. <laughs> That's yeah. so beautiful. That's power. Okay. Well, Gabby, I'm glad that you're doing the work for your family. That is beautiful work. I've always seen you as an amazing goddess and a powerful woman that transcends time and space. It's not about age, you know, chronological age. And so for that, I just, again, wanted to reiterate how much I just appreciate what you bring. And even as we move through our challenges and we're going to be authentically where we are, I'm excited about where we're going to get to. Exactly. And I'm excited about what we're creating for sisterhood because we're showing that sisterhood is clunky, y'all. It can be clunky. I mean, life is, you know, it's messy. But we're here for it. You know, we're here for it. We got both hands, both feet in this stew. This, and we're making it. We are making it. So I really check us out. Let's go ahead. I'm sorry. I, 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 cut you off. Say, I really appreciate that because, you know, anything worth having is worth working for. We've heard that cliche saying and it's so real. And I just appreciate you, Adina, for making time because that was a hard thing for me as i was just like nobody has time for me i just re that's a childhood condition and i'm still working out like you made the time to hold me you know what i mean and to me that's the stuff that's like oh yeah adina's my sister yeah yeah i know you know what i mean i don't have Look, adina is happy <laughs> yeah. she always felt that way it's like what oh <laughs> I ain't proud of my makeup, y'all. My husband about to take me out on my date night. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get you out because you are so cute, you know? And we know Gabby is a new mom. And so, hey, you know, you got to enjoy these times when you can dress up and get out and be cute. Monique, let's, let's close it out. We want to remind you that we have a goddess gathering retreat. So we are doing this work with women. We're doing the work ourselves. Yeah. And we're taking other women through these processes, too, yeah. in our actual lives. You leaving Gabs? You out? Yeah, oh, yeah, she's out. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So we are doing this work together, and we are doing it. We're showing other women how to work through this. So we have a retreat. We're going to Bali in July. We have two weeks in Bali, two different cohorts of women. So seven days, or is it eight days, seven nights? Eight days, seven nights. July 5th through the 12th, and then another group coming July 13th through the 20th. Please join us. Do yeah. this work that is healing your soul. And it all goes all the way back to like your mother, your grandmother, yeah. and so on, and so That's on, right. and so on. Yes. And, and, and you and can't not escape the work. Oh. The work is, a, it's, it, you, the work, you either do the work or you suffer from not doing the that's work. That's it. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Well, you're so. thinking that everything is against you. You're thinking that's that right. you can't get the life that you want. You can't get the love that you want, but right. you're not healing those things that's blocking it, which is really right. just you. So we're doing it in Bali, but we're doing it here yeah. right now. We yeah. have goddess gathering every every Thursday. Yeah. We, we yeah. meet with a group of women all over the world where Gabby just talked about a sisterhood, but sisterhood, how can you have sisterhood without doing the healing? Yeah. This is what we're doing. We're holding each other through this healing we're transforming and literally we're changing the world we're changing the world one goddess at a time because she goes home and she shifts in her family she works yeah. things with her children mm -hmm. with her mate with her with her mother hello mm -hmm. and with herself in the mirror yeah. that's what this is yeah it's no jokes y'all yeah it's time it's it time Yes. yes. So, so thank you for that, Mo. That you. was that was amazing. That was great. Yes. That was great. Anything right. else you want to share? No, I don't. I let me. This is this is 
like business stuff, but I literally, if this goes over one hour, I won't be able to post. Oh, okay. Well, let's, are we out an hour? Are we there? Okay, we, we got three, three minutes. Okay, we out. Okay. Y'all yes. come dance with me too. Belly Dancers of Color Collective. Love y'all. I love Bye. you all. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. <laughs>